What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. I'm Ron. And today we're going to go over my starts and sits for week three. We're going to go into my running backs and wide receivers. And then we're going to do a little bit of streaming where I go into the quarterbacks and tight ends for this week that are under 50% owned. And as always, man, make sure you go down below and subscribe. And while you're down there, if you have players on your team that I don't go over in this video, just comment your start, sit question, trade question, whatever you have. I love helping you guys out, especially if you guys are subscribers, man. I want all, all the subscribers to win their leagues this year. And we're not taking any fucking losses in 2020, boys. It's It's been a shitty year enough. We deserve to get some rings here. All right, boys. Now, before we waste any more of your time or any more of my time, we got start sits to talk about. Let's go. And I know I'm now, first up, we got my running back starts and studs. And my number one start of the week are the Chargers running backs. We got Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly. And last week against the Chiefs, they proved that both of them will be startable going forward, man. They combined for 39 carries and 157 yards and six catches for 104 yards in week two against the Chiefs. They're the RB18 and RB21 so far. And I think both of them are going to have a huge fucking week this week, man. The, the Carolina Panthers are the worst rush defense in the league. They're giving up 36.5 points per game to opposing running backs, and the Chargers are minus 6.5 point favorites. So they're going to be up all game. They're going to run the ball a bunch. They're going to stick it in Joshua Kelly's belly. And I think Eckler's going to be a top 12 option this week, and Kelly's going to be a top 24 option this week. So I'm trying to get both of these guys in my lineups this week, man. And then somebody else that I'm trying to get in my lineup, that doesn't it doesn't feel great, but James Conner. I had him in my sits last week, but he did great. He had 16 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown against a tough Denver defense in Denver. But he played great. He proved that he can he can last a full 60 minutes. I think that you can start him going forward until he gets hurt. We know he's going to get hurt, but that's that's what you signed up for when you drafted James Conner. He's facing the fifth easiest run defense in Houston. They just like CEH and then Mark Ingram the, the week after run all over them. So I like James Conner this week. They're at home against Houston. And he's a top 15 option for me. And now as we go down the list, we got Kareem Hunt at home in Cleveland. And I don't think that Kareem Hunt's big game last week was a fluke, man. I know it was Thursday night against the Bengals, but I think this is going to happen for the rest of the season where Kareem Hunt's going to be a startable RB2 going forward. I think the Washington defensive line is going to funnel screen looks to Kareem Hunt early, and then they're just going to pound the rock the rest of the game. They're going to be up big. They're seven-point favorites at home against Washington. I like Kareem Hunt as a high-end RB2 this week. And then just a little bit, just a sprinkle, a little bit more in there. We got a flex start this week, but it's two guys. It's the Ravens running backs at home against Kansas City. We got Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. This game has the second highest over-under of the week at 55, and the Ravens are 3.5-point favorites. And David Johnson and then the Chargers in Week 2 both had great games against the Chiefs on the ground. You can run on the Chiefs, and I think the touchdowns are going to be huge for Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. They could both score one. One could score two or three. There's gonna, it's going to be a high-scoring game with an over-under of 55. And I have them both valued as, like, fringe RB2s, guys that you're going to flex, and you could get boom weeks out of. So that's that's always massive. You can flex a guy, and then they, you have that guy win you the league. That's crucial. So I think that that's what you're getting out of these two running backs in the flex. I do like Mark Ingram more than Dobbins, but I have them both as fringe RB2s. My sits and bust for this week starts with David Johnson at Pittsburgh. And I think we got fooled by David Johnson. That first game against the Chiefs, it was super promising. But then he comes out the next week, has 34 yards against the Ravens, and he's over, only averaging 12.5 touches per game through two weeks. And the game script in Pittsburgh is not going to do him any favors, man. He's going, to, he's going into Pittsburgh. They're the fourth toughest run defense for fantasy, only giving him 12.3 points to opposing running backs per game. And I know that he was drafted as an RB2 for you guys. But if you can shy away from him, if you have a guy, I was going to say James Robinson, but he's playing on Thursday. That's what I'm recording. If you have a guy you can start ahead of him, I would look to do it. I, he's going to get around 12 touches this game on a tough defense. I honestly see him getting like 12 touches for 
50 yards. I think that I think that's what we're going to see out of him, probably in like the six to seven point range. And another guy I'm shying away from is Ronald Jones. He's going to be in Denver. I mean, Leonard Fournette, he's looking pretty nice, boys. He's looking pretty nice. He's He kind of took the job from Ronald Jones last week. We're still not sure. Leonard Fournette, he's not one of my starts of the week. Denver's a tough run defense. And we're still not sure what the fuck's going on in Bruce Arian's mind. I don't know. He's he's such a wild card of a coach. I really can't trust Leonard Fournette until I see it for a week or two. But Ronald Jones, he fumbled, and then that was it. Bruce Arians, he, he, he saw enough of the Ronald Jones show. After the first quarter, I don't know what his snap share after the first quarter was. I was really looking for that stat. But he posted a 34% snap share, and a lot of those came in the first quarter. Denver, their bottom 10 in fantasy points allowed to running backs. And Jones is going to struggle to get touches this week. I wouldn't I wouldn't start him in a league where you have any less than two to three flexes. My last running back start is Mike Davis. And I know a lot of you guys grabbed this guy. I know you guys put a bunch of fab on this man. And I know that you expected him to start as like a fringe RB2 going forward. But I'm telling you, this week is not the week to start Mike Davis in your lineup if you can shy away from it. The Chargers defense, I'm telling you guys, the Chargers defense is scary this year. They got Casey Hayward, Chris Harris, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. And they got a bunch of rising guys like Onwosu and Derwin James going to come back. But we're not even going to factor in Derwin James yet. Even without Derwin James, they're a top three defense right now. And they're going to suffocate the fuck out of Carolina's run game. They're tied for giving up the least fantasy points to the running back right now. And it's going to be a slow day for the Panthers. I'm telling you, right now, they're 6.5 point underdogs. And I really only see them scoring around like 13. Maybe they get two touchdowns, but I'm thinking like a, a score, like a... I think this is a game where they only score like 10 or 13 points. This is a this is a week where you sit Davis and you wait a week. I also like the idea of going in and trading for Mike Davis after this week. He might be my trade video coming up, but this is a week where you want to leave Davis on the bench if you own it. Now we got my wide receivers, starts and studs of week three. And my start of the week at wide receiver, some of y'all going to be happy about this. Some of y'all not going to fuck with it. But Michael Gallup in Seattle, start of the week. I know all of you Gallup owners... I had Michael Gallup as one of my my guys. He's one of the my guys, one of the only people on my my guys list that are underperforming real bad right now. He's a wide receiver 58 through two weeks, but this game has the highest over under of the week. It's going to be a shootout and just hold out, hold out your, your faith for Michael Gallup for one more game, boys. I'm telling you for one more game, load him up in that flex spot. I think this is a game where he could have a really big boom week. That's Seattle secondary. I'm not scared of it. It's going to be a shootout. And I love Gallup to, I love Gallup to score a touchdown this week. I love Gallup to have, over four catches. I really think that he's going to be a... I have him as a back-end wide receiver, too, this week. But if he flops, then then I'm done with Michael Gallup. Then he's on the bench until he proves it otherwise. But I like him this week. And another guy I like is Julian Edelman. He's at home against the Raiders. And the Raiders are coming off two straight games where they score 30 or more points. And it's going to be a high-scoring game with the Patriots. Even though the over-under is only like 47, I really think it's going to go over 50. And the Raiders' corners are awful. I don't know. If you guys saw that Saints game, Jesus Christ. If Drew Brees could throw it more than like 30 yards, they probably would have won that game. The pass rush is weak. The corners are suspect. That that kid, Damian Arnett, that they drafted in the, four, in the first round has been trash. And Julian Edelman has been great all season. But that first week, he only had a 59% snap share. I'm not sure if he was uh, dealing with injury or what the, thing, what the deal was, but... He went up to a 73.9% target share in week two, and now he has a 29% target share, which is seventh in the league on that limited amount of snaps. Most wide receivers, they'll have upwards of like 88, 89% snap share. So to have that crazy target share with such little snap share, that snap share could even climb more. So Julian Edelman, he's a strong wide receiver two for me. And another guy that's a strong wide receiver two for me is Deontay Johnson at home against Houston. He's top five in targets and top five in target share. And if you started him last week, you felt it, man. He had over 18 points in 0.5 PPR leagues in the Houston secondary. They're weak. And Deontay Johnson, to me, is a wide receiver two rest of the way. And I'm, I just want to give you guys confidence. 
that Deontay Johnson, he's not a fluke. He's really the, he's really 1A, 1B with Juju Smith-Schuster. And I think it's going to be like how we saw with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup last year in Dallas. My sit of the week is going to be Robbie Anderson at wide receiver at Los Angeles against the Chargers. Now I'm fading a lot of these Carolina players this week. I'm probably sitting every single Carolina player besides DJ Moore. And I hate this matchup. I know Robbie Anderson is a wide receiver five through two weeks. A lot of you guys are excited because he's done it two weeks in a row. Now it's time to flex him. But I'm telling you guys, wait a week on it. The Chargers are, are scary defense. They're allowing the eighth least points to wide receivers and the, the least amount of points to running backs. They're giving up They're giving up no free buckets, man. The Panthers, they're only implied for 8.75 points. But like I, like I said earlier, I really think it's going to be more like 10 to 13. I really don't like the, the Panthers in Los Angeles. I think it's going to be a really tough game for them. I know they're going to be behind and be behind and throwing it a lot, but I'm telling you, Casey Hayward is going to lock that ass up. I just don't see Robbie Anderson breaking one big or giving you good points this week. So I don't like him as a as a flex. I mean, if you have two or three flexes, then why not get him as a boomer bust play? But if, you only have, if you're in a normal league with one flex, I don't love it. And another guy that I don't love in the flex is Sammy Watkins. He's going to be he's going to be at Baltimore. It's going to be a shootout, but it's going to be a Hill and Kelsey game because they're the strongest defense against fantasy wide receivers. So I really only trust Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey this week. Sammy Watkins, I really don't think is going to have a great week. He just had that concussion last week, so he's going to be like kind of hurt. We know that once once Sammy Watkins gets that that hot streak of injuries going, we know that he starts getting oh he sprained his ankle, he bruised his quad, whatever, whatever. We know Sammy Watkins once he gets that first injury, they start to snowball a little bit. I know it's a concussion. And I know it's very narrative-based to say that, but we've seen it with Sammy Watkins. I really don't love him this week, and I wouldn't start him in the flex one or flex two. If you have three flexes, like a dynasty league or something, then you might as well shove him in there. But anything less than that, I'm really not feeling him this week. All right, boys, now it's time for the living the stream segment. So we're going to go over quarterbacks and tight ends, under 50% owned in, in leagues. So hopefully one of the two are available for you guys if you're in a pinch. I know a lot of us, a lot of the guys that are winning fantasy leagues, we take quarterbacks and tight ends late. And what that means is sometimes you got to pick one off the waiver wire and shove them into your lineup. It happens, boys. But you be a man about it, and you get the ones that are in good matchups, and you play them. And the first guy I like is Mitch Trubisky. And you gotta you got to hold your nose when you do this one, boys. I, I'm even I'm starting Mitch Trubisky in one of my leagues. And it never feel good, feels good starting Trubisky, but they're, the Falcons are allowing the most points to opposing f- fantasy quarterbacks with 35.8. They're going to be in Atlanta. They're going to be in the dome under the lights. And there should be plenty of points. Trubisky, he's a, he's a, I don't give a fuck quarterback. He's going to sling the fucking ball. I see him getting like 250 yards, two to three touchdowns, an interception, like 20 yards. He's going to give you, I really think he's going to give you 15 or more points. And he's a great start this week. And another guy, if you want to go a little bit safer, but a, but a lower ceiling, go with Ryan Tannehill this week. There's nothing crazy in this matchup in Minnesota, but he's been hyper-efficient this season. The QB9 through two weeks. Last week, he proved that he doesn't need A.J. Brown to be efficient. And the Vikings' pass defense has been soft as fuck this season. They're allowing the 12th most points to QBs this season. Aaron Rodgers diced him the fuck up, but then you had Phillip Rivers. He's going to rely on the run game. He's not going to throw it deep. So he's going to he's gonna throw off that, that fantasy points against number. I'm telling you, this is a soft defense. Tannehill's going to dice these boys up. Next, we got my tight ends. And first up, we got Logan Thomas. And I know that he hasn't been the monster that people have been making him out to be, but I'm telling you, this is the week you want to start him. He's going to be in Cleveland, and the Browns give up the second most points to tight ends this year. And Logan Thomas is top three in targets and top three in targeters among tight ends this year. He's literally the number two weapon after Terry McLaurin in this offense. It just hasn't happened for him yet, but I think this is the big week where we see Logan Thomas step onto the scene and be that breakout Darren Waller-type tight end this year. And then after that, we have Chris Herndon, who I don't love, this week, but there's really not too many streamers at tight ends this early in the season that I feel comfortable with, but Herndon's a, a guy that I still like. 
I know it's been two weeks that he hasn't done anything. And if he goes for a third week and hasn't done anything, then I'm done with Chris Herndon. Same thing with Gallup. You, you go three in a row where we, you go duds, then I'm not even touching you until I see it again. And the Colts are the best defense against the tight ends right now, but they've only played Tyler Eifert and then the combination of Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph, so I'm not believing it. Herndon's the only person getting targets past. And Jamison Crowder is out again, so he's the only person getting targets past, like, Rashad Perriman and Braxton Berrios. I like him to get a touchdown in this game. I like him to put up decent numbers. And I think he's a fine start if you're if you're looking desperate. I would I would take him over Drew Sample and Dalton Schultz. So take that for what it's worth. If you made it this far, man, I appreciate it. And if you haven't subscribed yet, but you've watched the whole video and now you're here, you gotta subscribe, man. I'm telling you, I'm gonna be pumping out fantasy content every week, probably three times a week. And then after that, I'm gonna have some nice, I'm gonna have college basketball videos, I'm gonna drop UFC videos. I know there's a UFC video or there's a UFC fight today, but after the Adesanya and the Costa fight, I don't like any of the undercards, so I'm not gonna get a pick on that but i'll just give you a little little if you made it this far i'll give you a little sneaky pick i like adesanya at like minus 180 and as always my usc picks and my my nfl picks and anything anything that's outside of the realm of what i do on youtube is gonna be on twitter at ronster underscore so make sure you follow me there man and as always i'll see you in the next one